Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. In this show, we're talking about increasing retention, increasing the amount of time, time in which people watch your videos. Now, there is a chart in analytic statistic within your analytics that talks about retention rate. How long? What is the percentage of time that people stick around? So if you have a 10-minute video and people stick around for five minutes, well, that's a 50% retention rate, which is good. And many people say and talk about the idea of trying to get to at least 50%. And that's helpful. Now, I am of the school that says, ultimately, yes, maybe there is a factor in there in the algorithms, but when related to retention to help understand quality of your video. But the bottom line is YouTube does not care if you are getting a 50% retention rate. They care that you got the five minutes. YouTube cares about the five minutes, but doesn't care so much about that it's 50% of a 10-minute video. YouTube could be very happy that you have 30% of a 15-minute video, which would still be five minutes, but they would care more if you got seven minutes out of that 15-minute video. But even more important, your video contributed to a longer watch time session. Maybe people got what they needed out of the five minutes of your 10 minute or 15 minute video. And they continued on. They got what they needed, but were interested in seeing more or maybe learning more. And they looked for other videos. Maybe that other video was one of your videos. Maybe it was somebody else's, but you and your video was part of the piece of the puzzle that led to that person staying on YouTube for maybe an hour or a half hour. Now, there is some important information that we need to recognize when it comes to the retention rate. Now, a lot of this podcast will be about how we can keep people on our videos longer. I think that's really important. Last week, I conducted an experiment on my live channel over at Rosh.video. That takes you to the live YouTube channel, where I try to increase the amount of watch time, the amount of retention on those live videos. And I found some success in what I was doing, and I want to share the results of that with you when I get into the different techniques and strategies that you can use to increase that retention, because it really is an important part. It's a metric you need to pay attention to to help you understand where people drop off, why people drop off. As you study your video, you can really understand what your audience likes and dislikes. So I'll get into that, but first let's just talk about the retention graphs in your analytics. It really is important to understand. You have the opportunity to understand how to improve your videos by looking at what your audience is actually looking at. 
how far they make it through your video, and where do they drop off. There are three ways to look at your audience retention. One, of course, is the overall percentage. What is the percentage on average that people watch your video? Is it 20%, 30%, 50%? And it's a common question for people to ask, what is the best percentage? What is it that YouTube wants? Again, I go back to the idea that it's more about the actual watch time and that's not always the case. I have videos that average 12 minutes of watch time. But there are other factors, once again. So I need to take a look at the overall holistic approach to my videos. But when I'm trying to improve my videos, I do take a look at the percentage and try to improve that. Now you have to remember that a two-minute video will get a higher percentage than maybe a 20-minute video. A two-minute video with people watching on average 50% of the video is one minute of watch time per view on average. And a 10-minute video with 50% retention is five minutes of watch time. Now you would think, okay, well obviously YouTube prefers that 10-minute video with five minutes of watch time. And it is true, they probably do, however, However, if people leave that video after the five minutes and go somewhere else, maybe Facebook or Twitter or off to their job, whatever it may be, yet people who watch that one minute on the other video and then continue down some sort of a rabbit hole that lasts for an hour, obviously that two-minute video is going to perform much better. And you may say, wow, I am getting 60%, so six minutes out of the 10 minutes. But maybe your competition has an average of eight minutes of watch time for the same topic. So that's what you need to understand. And of course, let's not forget about click-through rate. If more people are clicking on your competition's video because there's a great headline and thumbnail, although you may keep people on your video longer, more people are watching the other video, clicking on it, and maybe they're only watching 40% of the video, but the additional clicks, of course, increases the amount of watch time for that video. So use percentage as your personal metric and guide. If you are creating eight-minute videos and people are watching, on average, 30% of your video, now try to work and create videos in which people are watching 35% and then 40 and 50% and continue to improve that. How can you do that? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about in a moment. But first, let's talk about the two graphs that YouTube provides us to help guide us into understanding what our audience really likes and doesn't like. So you can look at the audience retention graph, and this is more of an absolute graph where people are dropping off and even rewinding. When you look at the graph, you'll see it move down gradually over time. Now, one of the big topics of conversation right now is to try and keep 50% of your audience all the way through your video. So. The drop-off point, the last point on that chart, 
shows you 50% of the people who have watched your video stayed. So if 100 people watched your video, 50 of them made it all the way through the end. And that is a positive signal that we've talked about in other podcasts and we'll talk about again in the future. However, it's a good sign that for the most part, it was a good video. Now, if you see little bumps along the way, that means that people rewound and looked at it again. They were interested. If you see a big spike, that means a lot of people were going back and looking at that information or seeing it again. Whatever it is, it's important for you to take a look at those spikes to see if where people were rewinding your video was something that maybe you can take advantage of down the road. Maybe it's a topic. Maybe it's just something you do in your videos that people like and want to see more of. It's a big clue to help you out, just like the clue of when your video drops off. Maybe there's a point. In my experiment last week, I saw a big drop off at about two minutes in a 10-minute video. And I needed to figure out what it was and why people were dropping off. I mean, I'm used to getting 50, 60, 70%, and now at about 20, 25%, people are dropping off. What is this? So I reviewed the issue, and I think I figured out what it was, and then I did an experiment to see if I could get more people to watch for a longer period of time. And again, I will share with that in a moment. But first, let's talk about the third thing, and that is relative retention. If you click on the audience retention drop-down menu, it gives you a second option, and that is, and this is right underneath the graph, it gives you the option to see relative retention. And what that does is show you how your video compares to other videos of the same length. And so if the graph is above average, that means you are doing a good job. You're keeping people's attention as it relates to other videos, again, of the same length, of five-minute videos, 10-minute videos that are like yours. And that's good, important information. And if you can have a bar that's above average all the way across your video from 0.0 all the way to the very end, you have done an excellent job. Whenever I see that, I just know that video will continue to have life. How much life? Well, that depends on many factors, as we've talked about. But it does mean that people do like the video. And you have to remember that relative retention is based on five-minute videos, not necessarily five-minute videos within your niche. It means these are five-minute videos overall, but it does give you a good sense of doing a good job or creating a good video. People like it and are engaged. So I think that metric is just as important as your audience retention graph. Both serve a purpose. One shows you where people are rewinding and watching more or dropping off, and the other gives you a nice comparison as to how you're doing to other videos. Using that information and using the percentage 
as your guide to continue to improve your videos as a goal metric, a personal goal metric. Meaning if you are right now, you're doing a great job, you're getting 50% retention on your five minute, six minute video, now make it 60 or 55%. Experiment to see what keeps people on your video longer. And that's what I did last week, making adjustments to my live channel, the type of content that I am creating. Yes, it's still under the same umbrella of business and marketing. I'm just going more for some trends and talking about what's happening right now, going live with shorter videos live and sharing good information, then applying the the foundation of what we talk about on that channel. But when you do that, when you work with trends, there are a lot more people that actually do come to the video a little quicker, getting a few more comments. But many of these people are not your audience. And so there's more of a drop off. There's even more negative comments people who have no idea who you are but are happy to tell you what they don't like about you. And you get more search. I, I certainly get more search when I do that. So that's those are some things that we could talk about. I'm, I'm gonna continue on with this experiment as I move forward and I'll share some of the other outcomes based on what I'm doing there. But here's the thing. I noticed that people were dropping off at about two minutes in a 10 minute video. So what could I do to increase that? Well, I had, I had created two videos, live videos, and it was about the same result. And I noticed I had finished my initial topic at about two, three minutes, the, the meat of the information. Now you may say, okay, well, leave that meat to later. Well, we, we know that if we don't get what we're looking for on a topic, we're going to click off. And so I really do want to give people what they're looking for at the beginning. So what I did in the next video, the third video, was say, hey, here's headline number one, which is the title of the video, and here's headline number two. Stating that headline up front, hopefully in a way that will engage people to want to watch and at least wait for that next headline. And it worked. Rather than a 20% Retention rate is now 40 to 50% retention rate. Give me four or five minutes of watch time per view on average. And of course, people who are already fans or my audience watched more all the way through. The second half of the video being live is answering questions. And there can be some drop off there, especially because if people are looking for updates and information through search or a browse or suggested video, then they may not be so interested in my opinion on the other end or watching me answer questions. However, that's okay because if people get some information from my video and then maybe go on to find more information about that topic and stay longer, especially if they started with my video, starting the session, then I'm, I'm in good shape. I am part of the piece of the puzzle that maybe YouTube will recommend when people are interested in a specific topic. Just being a part of that overall watch time puzzle. Now, 
your best if you're bringing people in. But I believe being a part of it, being part of the overall path or journey that YouTube is trying to take people down by suggesting more videos to keep them there, being a part of it is just fine. So how can you use this information? Well, creating a hook in the beginning of your video is important. If I started off with information that was not related to that topic, more people would have clicked off. So I have a headline. Yes, I have other topics, but I have to bring in a hook totally related to that headline, a hook that puts a question in the viewer's mind. And it's a question that needs to be answered. And the only way that question will be answered is by watching my video. So if you put a good hook in at the beginning of your video that'll encourage people to watch more of your video, you will have more success and earn more retention and watch time. However, you don't want it way too long to give them the information. If you have a 10 minute video and you wait to the eighth minute to really give them the solution, the information that they're looking for, a lot of people will drop off, will not, especially if they're not being entertained in another way, will drop off and leave your video. So you need to give them the big moment, the reveal, the conclusion, the information a little bit sooner, but then how do you keep them watching more of your video? Well, the answer is to put in another hook. And I've done this before with great success by putting in a hook just before the big reveal, the answer that the people were looking for, I have another headline, another hook, something that could be of interest to that same audience that may not be revealed for another two, three, four minutes. And if I wanna keep people going along, I have a hook, then the big reveal, you share a story which leads to the next reveal, but before you give them the information, the reveal, the information, the education, you give them another hook, something that they very well may be interested in. Another thing you can do, say for example, if you have a vlog and it's more entertainment based and there is a big highlight point in your video, you can show part of that at the very beginning of your video. Just give them a taste of it. And so they'll wait and watch and listen to the story and they'll stay there until they see, till they see the big reveal. Now, you can always, before the big reveal, find another moment in your vlog, in your entertainment, that they may wanna see the punchline too and you can show them a clip of that and then reveal. It's the same idea. It's not informational or educational, it's entertainment and you're using hooks within your entertainment to keep people watching your video. Not only that, you can do the same thing to get people to the next video. If you have a highlight or some exciting information that will be revealed in the next video, then you can put that at the end of your video to encourage people, to entice people, to build excitement for the next video that is upcoming or maybe it is already launched down the road and people are watching your older video and maybe both are older videos now 
So you are getting people to watch one video and then another video and then another video. And YouTube really likes that. Other things that you can do to keep people engaged with the video, maybe rewind, is put a graph, put words, make a list on your video, especially if it's an informational video. Maybe if you have a more entertainment video or a vlog, maybe there's kind of an Easter egg in there, something unique or different or unexpected that would get people to rewind and say, wait, wait, what's that? Those are the kinds of things that keep people engaged in a video. And YouTube has said they want quality. They want to understand the signals of a quality video. And if people keep watching and re-watching an entire video or part of a video, my goodness, that, that's certainly a good signal to YouTube that this video has something to offer to a specific audience. B-roll is another way to keep people engaged. Quick edits are another way to keep people engaged. Sometimes I just make small little crops, adjustments, moving my talking head around so the brain is reset multiple times throughout that video. Some people do it often every five or eight seconds. And quite often, that's about the amount of time in which the brain starts getting bored, even if they like the information. You don't want people to be a total zombie while watching you as a talking head, especially. Now, if you have a moving video, it's a vlog, you are riding a bike or in a car, something that shows some kind of motion and movement, you're probably okay. But you should still have cuts and edits to keep the viewer watching entertained. And that's so important. And it doesn't matter what type of video that you are creating. You need to keep people entertained along the way. Keep that brain fresh with a good edit. And those quick edits can be very helpful. Different camera angles can be helpful. Different scenes can be helpful. Using graphs, using charts, Getting people to pause and rewind, as I mentioned before, can be really powerful as far as developing engagement on your video. You need to look through your video and find the places in which people are dropping off. That's going to help greatly as much as anything, as much as a trick. Just figure out what it is that you're doing. Maybe there's a word that you say. Maybe there's a segment. Maybe it's an intro. Maybe you take a moment in the two-minute mark and show your logo, but then everybody drops off. Maybe at the end of the video, you're starting to say goodbye. And when you do that, that is a trigger for people to leave. But sometimes we share those trigger words in the middle of our video, but yet we have another five minutes to go. Maybe you're just ending a section of your video and it gives the feeling that things are winding down. And that's not the case. You have much more to share, but your audience didn't catch on to that. So take a look. Maybe there are certain backgrounds that people don't like, certain phrases that you use 
that people don't like. Maybe it's certain topics. Maybe it's the same story that you told over and over again. There are certainly many different reasons why people click off a video. So your job is to continuously create better videos. And we all are horrible at creating videos in the very beginning. If it's your first time, you're probably not very good, which is a good thing because now you have a fun, exciting challenge in front of you to create better videos. Now you understand that you want to get at least 50% of your viewers all the way through. Now, does that mean you have completely failed if only 10% of the viewers are there at the very end? Absolutely not. I've seen many video, successful video graphs that go from the top of the retention chart all the way to the right to the bottom to maybe 10 or even almost zero of the viewers making it all the way through. Obviously, there are other factors at play here that get that video promoted or watched or clicked on. However, if you use the guide of getting 50% of your viewers through your video as a success metric, that is something positive for you to aim for. And know that as your video becomes more successful, for example, I've had videos in which 80% of the people made it all the way through the video. They are good videos with 50, 60, 70% and more watching the video, but quite often these are videos that start off where a large percentage of my audience, people who already know me and my videos and want to hear more from me, and it's a good topic, and they watch most of the video. So I know it's a good video, but over time, as that video becomes more popular, that chart starts to lower. But if I have 60, 70 percent in the beginning, I know that maybe I'll lose 10, maybe 20 percent, but I'm still keeping 40, 50 percent of the viewers in those winning videos. Look at your audience retention graph to see where those drop offs are and where your video is encouraging engagement. And then, of course, look at the relative retention. How does your video, how do your videos compare to other videos of the same length? If you have a five minute video and the first two minutes is positive and then maybe it crosses the line and goes negative to below average retention, try to make your next video a video in which you can keep people's attention compared to other videos of the same length to three minutes. And then eventually your five minute video, that line is above average all the way across. And you know your video skills are moving in the right direction and you're keeping your audience happy. There continues to be a lot of news related to YouTube and I will continue to monitor that news and share that news with you on this podcast and I think I will start to give a little bit more information during the podcast related to what is happening and what is current as it relates to YouTube news. Not to make this a YouTube news podcast, but I do think it uh, some of the news is very important 
as we grow our channels to make note of what is happening. And so I'm gathering that information. I will continue to share some of that and sprinkle it in throughout the podcast. I also have a number of guests coming up. I'm really excited. We had Nico last week. We have additional YouTube educators that you probably know if you've been around the YouTube education space. And believe me, I will be hitting them all up at some point in time. But I have a couple right now on deck, which will be released in the next couple weeks. So I'm excited to share that with you. I also want to make note of the passing of a really solid YouTuber who's been a part of the community for many years. Not somebody that I knew personally, but certainly watched his videos. And that was Grant Thompson, King of Random. Uh, he passed away in a tragic accident uh, last week, and it certainly shook the YouTube community. Because a lot of us, you know, here's the power of video. Over time, you feel like you know somebody when you see them and even inter interact with them. This is social media. So that means when you place a comment on somebody's video and they respond back, you feel like you're developing a relationship with them. And someone who's been on the YouTube platform for so long with millions of subscribers, there's a lot of people who really felt that they knew him. Even many people who felt they knew him and met him once and they feel like they had a connection. And I want you to know if you are one of those people that feels a sense of loss when you see something like that, it's okay. You're normal. It happens. We all feel a sense of loss when there's something that is a part of our lives and it's there no more. And a tragedy like that, you know, somebody who was so young had a lot of life and a lot of YouTube videos to give and to have that cut short, of course, there is a sense of loss. I also want you to think about the fact that People who watch you can also develop a very similar attachment. You don't have to have millions of subscribers. It can be a hundred people who have a strong attachment to you. So remember how you make them feel along the way and how you treat people. It's not just an avatar. It's not just a random name. It's a person behind that account. It's a person behind the camera, in front of the camera, and making a comment to another YouTuber. You're real. The YouTuber's real. We're all people. And so we just need to respect each other, understand that some relationships feel more real than they may be in reality, but we have to respect that. And so whether you feel lost because a favorite YouTuber of yours stops doing YouTube, switches to another platform, or passes away, or has a big life change, those feelings are real. And we all have to deal with them in a real way. I'll talk to you next week here on the Tube Labs Podcast. The Tube Labs Podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. Please help spread the word by leaving a rating or review about this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.